Hello, and welcome to Sunday Online. Grace and peace to you today. It's our hope that no matter the week you've just had, or no matter how you find yourself feeling today, that there'd be something encouraging, there'd be something that would be good for your soul in this moment as we participate in this together today. Now today we are sitting in this theme of going well. We're continuing on what we did last week. Last week we started a pastoral conversation about what we do with our emotions and our feelings in these moments that when life is just so hard. And today we're continuing that along. And we're continuing on from where we left off last week when Vic and Fran shared with us an idea from Julian of Norwich. Julian of Norwich said, All shall be well, all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. So we want to continue on that today. How do, we, how do we have a life where all things are well? So today, our co-leaders, Rob and Alicia Wiseman, have talked with Lyndon and Angela from Mahadangi Vineyard, a little bit further north than us, but still in the area of Auckland. They too have been in lockdown with everyone else this week. And they've had a conversation about emotional health. They've had a conversation about following Christ when it comes to the things of our emotions. It's really, really good, and I think you're going to really enjoy it. But before we get there... The other thing we're going to do today is we're going to enjoy a moment of reflection and worship. And this is being led by Ants Jafiers, our, our ministry leader, our worship ministry leader. And um, he has uh, taken a song that Jiwan wrote, Jiwan Rai. And they've together worked on that this week and they've brought it to us together into this moment. A brand new song, a moment for us to reflect to. And so why don't we start today by going to this moment from Ants and then on to Rob and Alicia with Lyndon and Angela. So Ants, over to you. Life until I overflow. 
me strength to keep on walking You give me strength to keep on New with each day Mercies and meaning here is my life, trust you to lead it, new with each day, mercies and meaning, here is my life, Lord, I trust you to lead it, new with each day, mercies and meaning, here is my Season meaning here's my life, Lord. You give me strength to hold on, lead me to rest and restore me. You pour out life until I overflow. Give me strength to keep on walking. You give me strength to keep on. Kia ora everyone, everyone at Central Vineyard and also everyone at Maharanga Vineyard, all the way up in Snell's Beach. For the Maharanga people, I'm Rob and this is... And we are part of the co-leaders of Central Vineyard, along with the Sheets. And for the Central Vineyard people, we have the honour of talking to Lyndon and Angela Rife, who pastor Maharang Vineyard. They've been doing that for the last 12 years. They have three kids, which I believe are adults, lucky, at the other end of the, of the stage. And um, yeah, they pastor Maharang Vineyard. We have the opportunity to speak to them about emotional health today and we find ourselves in the time of lockdown again, 2.0, and what we've been seeing is such a range of emotions and experience, people experiencing everything from apathy to people who um, are quite fearful of it and there's a lot of anxiety going on. So we wanted to continue our discussion with this that we, the sheet started last week and we thought, what, no better to do it than with this lovely couple. Yeah. Before I, we, we say hello to them, uh, what I want to share with you, we love these guys. We, um, we got to know them, it uh, must be a few years back now for the first time at one of the Central Vineyard, the, the Central Vineyard gatherings. Passes retreat. retreats. Mm. And these guys are so genuine and honest. They're, they're really real. And, and but apart from that, they also have a real depth and a real wisdom to them. So for us, it was such a refreshing combination um, to, to come across. And so here they are. Welcome, Lyndon and Angela. <laughs> Hi. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Hey. And thank you, thank you guys so much yeah. for doing this. Thank you, guys. Um, so as, as I sort of said in the intro there, there's a range of emotions people are experiencing right now. Um, and we know that a few months back, 
you guys, you had a, a trip of a lifetime cut short or cancelled because of the COVID. We were wondering, could you talk us through that and what that looked like for you guys? Get to give us a bit of context. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, we were going to celebrate. We we're sort of pushing back our 25th wedding anniversary, and I've been kind of going through the master's program that a lot of the vineyard pastors have gone through from St. Stephen's University in Canada. And with that um, program, there is a three-week um, trip to Italy, Greece, and Turkey. And so we were really looking forward to that. And then we decided, because it was our 25th wedding anniversary, we were going to tag on three weeks in Italy. This particular module of the study, I, I really loved it. It was great. And, and a, lot of the, a lot of the focus, or some of the focus, was looking at how the Italian Renaissance influenced the church and art and that relationship between art and church. And so I particularly had just dove head first into just my imagination of being able to walk through these places. I, I created a, a list of all these and you know, frescoes and, and sculptures and artwork that I wanted to go see and um, knew a lot of the background of the artists and, and sort of where and when they were done. And so, yeah, I was, I was kind of living off of this trip for at least a year in advance. And so, yeah, it was, it was really, um, it was pretty tough. I kind of, I tend to try to, I don't know if it's delusion or glass half full, <laughs> probably a bit of both, but I was kind of thinking, oh no, it'll be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll still get there. It'll, it'll be fine. And Angela's far more of the realist in our relationship. And she was kind of like, we ain't going nowhere. Uh, or at least saying you can go, but I'm not going with you. Um, so yeah, really, really tough. I mean, I don't know if you wanted to add anything to it or not, but but so yeah, just kind of, I think the double whammy of all of it was processing the disappointment of not going, holding it in a way of not actually knowing, you know, it's one thing to think, oh, this isn't going to happen, but in you know, six months, a year, whatever, this isn't going to happen. For us, this trip was not happening and no no contingency plans. So it's kind of like, oh, what do I do with it? Do I, do I bury it as something dead? Do I hold it as something that, that will be to come? And, and not really knowing what, what to do with all of it as well. And I think one of the hardest things was we had planned six weeks away. So we had church covered, we had um, everything organized to not be here. We were going to be in Italy and, and traveling and exploring and things we had planned and looked forward to for so long. And then next minute we're doing this massive pivot. We first of all decided, well, we're not going to go there, let's do a road trip of New Zealand. So that's what we planned. And then we announced that on that Sunday at church. And then by that Monday, we were like, oh my gosh, we can't even do this. And then that week we went into lockdown. So that then meant that we had to do this massive pivot and go, how the heck do we do church online? We yeah. are so not technical. Yeah. And so all of a sudden this looking forward to time off became the complete opposite. We were just thrown into this whole new um, learning realm, as were so many people. I don't want it to be like, oh, for us. I mean, I know this story has been replicated over and over and over for 
people missing out on things that they were so looking forward to. So mm -hmm. yeah, it was a big pivot. Yeah. And what a huge disappointment, like you say, it is a holiday, but it is something that you were looking forward to. There was hope for you guys. You would put money towards mm. it. You know, there's something that was more than just a holiday. It was a huge disappointment. And so That's what it. a punch in the gut for you guys. Yeah. A huge mix of range of emotions. So you touched on a little bit, Lyndon, but how did you really process it over the coming like few weeks as you were trying to navigate lockdown and stuff as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think one of the things that we did and um, was like, like Angela said, it was that sort of double whammy of not going and no offense to our Maharangi Vineyard family, but we couldn't wait to see the back of you for six weeks. We really was like that. You know, like we're out of here. You're like, I'm sorry, but we'll probably forget you exist for six weeks and then we'll come back. Um, and so, um, and our, our family know who we are, so they, that won't even be a surprise. But it, it was one of those things that um, coming back or, or not having gone, and then really, like Angela said, being thrown into the deep end of having more work or you know being taken out of your comfort zone. Church became, <clears throat> in many ways, even more required more mental energy to to function than it would have if it were quote unquote normal. So I think for me, one of the keys was I gave myself permission not to deal with everything straight away, if you know what I mean. Like it's kind of like I've had, I think you kind of have to go into a little bit of a thing of, well, I, we're, we're both have, have lived our, our journey out our 12 years of leading with a real deep commitment to dealing with our stuff and you can fill in stuff as you need it to as and when it comes up and so for us you know for me it was kind of like as things rolled on one of the i guess at first i thought it was really cruel um but then it actually became really helpful was i had in, in preparation i'm not again like i said well, i'm not a technical sort of person at all but but one thing i had done is i had loaded all of our different places into my phone. So throughout level four lockdown, I would be getting these reminders and I was too stupid to figure out how to take them off, but um, I would be getting these reminders of your flight from Milan to Naples is at 10 a.m. and I'm in the middle of lockdown with my family who I love, but I'm so sick to death of them. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, oh. and But in a funny way, those things were a reminder to actually, okay, well, I'm not obviously going to be on a flight from Milan to Naples, so what do I do with that? And for me personally, I find great healing being outside. And in a way, level four, you know, as you know, the, the weather was, was unbelievable. It felt like such a blessing in a really difficult time. But I spent lots of time out in the garden. I do a funny thing where I'm sure my neighbors think I'm absolutely nuts, but I kind of dig holes and I... <laughs> And I visualize, you know, what I'm feeling. So the disappointment of not being on that flight from Milan to Naples and knowing in Naples we were going to go this and do there. Um, I would dig holes in the garden and I would and I would put those things in it and like kind of lay them to rest. Wow. Um, and so I did lots of that. My garden looked like a bomb site at the end of level four, but <laughs> but like um, but it's just a, a, a very simple way that I have to kind of dealing with with some of the stuff and then just really sort of letting those things go. And in a way as a gardener, 
you can bury things for a couple of different reasons. You can kind of bury something because it's dead. And, but even in the death, there's a, there's a composting in the garden. There's a, a re-giving back of, of even in the things that are dead, there's value in it, you know, because they, they enrich the soil. Or there's a burying like a seed that will one day produce something of that you're intending, something good, something bountiful. The kingdom of God is often described as, you know, like a seed, something like that. So, so for me, those things, you know, in a way, I don't know which is which. I don't know with a lot of the stuff that I buried. Is this going to be something that just dies and, and rots away and gives nutrients somewhere else? Or is it going to be something that, that I've planted and, and, and I'll see it later on? So that for me was probably the single most practical, um, helpful thing that I did. Mm. I was just going to say, for me, you're looking here at like two extremely different personalities. So we've got extrovert here and introvert here. So when, when our trip was canceled, I was a bit quicker off the pace in London. As, as soon as I, um, heard I actually got a text one morning from a friend saying oh my gosh I hope your trip can go ahead and I was like what's she talking about and then I went on the news thing and saw that COVID had broken out in Italy and I for me that day I knew our trip wasn't going to happen Lyndon was ever the optimist no 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 it'll be fine so when it didn't happen and when I realized that I if I'm completely honest what I was most upset about was we had lost all of our money. Mm -hmm. And so Lennon was grieving the experience. <laughs> I'm, I'm really shallow, <laughs> but I was grieving the fact that we had saved and planned. And because I kind of do that stuff on our side of the relationship, I, yeah. I just was gutted. I was so mm -hmm. gutted. I felt like it was just such a waste that we might as well have just burned that money in the backyard. Yeah. Um, but what I did is I took all of my rage and disappointment and anger and frustration and I did the most massive insurance claim. I spent hours on it and I watched and I put it in right at the right time and um, amazingly we were paid out which was just wow. incredible. But then as I was kind of preparing that um, claim to go in then level four happened and I think for me I was shocked like I'm I have a really high capacity and I'm quite a I don't know, I've just kind of always coped. Well, when that happened, I can remember it vividly. I was sitting in our lounge and I experienced stuff in my body that I had never known, just the most hideous. I actually thought I was having a heart attack. Wow. I, um, I phoned the GP and they said, you need to call an ambulance. And then my voice of reason here said, love, you're not having a heart attack. <laughs> and so, I hope not anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So I, um, it was a panic attack and I've never experienced anything like that. But what I, what I found in it was like, God help me. Like I've, it was kind of my illusion of control. I've always felt, and I think we all live with this sort of illusion that we're in control and we can um, make things happen. And, and this was completely out of my control. And over the summer I had read the book, Sensible Shoes that series of books and one of the practices in there is like a big breath in god i can't do this and a big breath out god thank god you can and that kind of became my new rhythm of life and then the other bit was i 
I, being an introvert, I found it really, really hard to all of a sudden have everyone in my space at home. Mm. And that got pretty ugly some days. Um, I learned, yeah. which I'm actually quite proud of myself, I learned to put myself in time out. I'd go down, <laughs> I'd go down to the bedroom before I said something that I had to apologise for. Is that yeah. I knew for all of us, we were all feeling stuff. Mm. We were all processing and to give each other the grace to go, okay, I could react here or I could walk away. Let's just walk away. Now it's not the time to be getting into fight with. Yeah. Just done or not done. And so, yeah. Yeah. Wow, man! Uh, like, I, I love what you said, Lyndon, about the actual physical bearing something, bearing your emotions, bearing your feelings. Not, not you're not bearing them in the sense of like, <laughs> yeah, but like, like a way of laying it to rest. What you said, I love that that idea, that real like practical physical elements of that. And uh, Angela, you said how you, uh, you know, the feeling, the, the loss of money was quite. You know, and you, you, you use the word shallow, but I don't think it is because in, in these moments, there are varying there are, um, varying levels of things that were lost. There was money, there was there was time, there was your trip, like, and, and it's all grief, right? It's all um, things that were lost and, and are not going to come to fruition. Um, it's interesting as well that your, your grief and that and your emotions that came out in a physical way, mm. and it's really interesting that that, we don't always notice that, that we kind of have emotions in a different kind of compartment, but our physical being is telling us something else. And it's being like, what are we going to acknowledge in that? And how can we kind of um, be alerted to both the physical and the emotions? Yeah. It's, it's great that you had those strategies of actually you brought the physical with the breathing in and the out and the memorizing of what's truth for that. That's, mm. that's awesome. It highlights how we're all connected, like physically, emotionally, spiritually. I don't know, Fran Francis just talks about that a lot. We, we tend to like separate things, but we're not. We, we're one and, and all together, spiritually, emotional, physical. Mm. Um, as followers of Christ, as Jesus followers, Christians, how would you, what, what advice would you say about navigating our emotions? Because we, we say we follow God when we do, we follow Christ. How does that look different from someone who, who maybe doesn't follow God? How should that look? I think, um, should I go first? Yeah. Um, I think for me, what I've learned, and I don't know that this is, I think people do this right across, you know, it's not a faith or a non-faith thing, but I have really learned the value in closing my mouth and mm. Yeah, just when everything in me is heightened and feeling things that, you know, we all know it. We all know when our body is reacting to like, um, whether we get angry or whatever's going on. And I've just learned to close my mouth and just let it sit with me for a while. So I, I kind of feel it and I hold it and I live with it just for a little bit. And then I start unpacking it and seeing kind of what what is this actually about? I bounce off Lyndon a lot. Mm. You know, when I'm ready to tell someone what I think of them, <laughs> I did go and tell him and and just kind of have that safe place to bounce ideas off someone and go, you know, like, this happened and blah, blah. Or even if it's just something in me, it's like, what, what the heck is this? Like, and 
What I've come to know is so often what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, our emotions, they, for me anyway, I won't speak for anyone else, they kind of point to something within me more than somebody else. I think we love to deflect and go, it's, it's them, they've done this, that made me feel this way. Well, they actually can't. And for me, what I've found that it, it's kind of always showing up something in me that I need to deal with. And so it's a process then of, I mean, we've got the Holy Spirit. We've, you know, we, we have this helper who will take us into those kind of deeper places. They can be really painful, but like Lyndon said at the beginning, our journey has been 12 years of God. We've got to go deeper and we've got to deal with this because the, the result of not is really ugly. So, yeah, I just think... How do we deal with this different? I think we've got God. Mm. And and to really be self-aware of who we are and and not deflect. Mm. I think that's probably been my biggest learning over the last few years is look within and see what's happening within me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So to to just sit in that for a bit and not to react, to kind of yeah, work out what's going on within yourself first. I hate apologising. <laughs> <laughs> if you can sit with it and and just let it kind of, um, you know, because when you react, it's it's hardly ever good. Yeah. It's respond, but it's not good to react. So, and there is response that comes in some situations. You know, you have to respond. It's not saying push it down and pretend it's not there. It's actually really looking at what is it, what's it triggering in me, mm. and is that something that I need to take notice of. Yeah. I think personality-wise, we're a little bit different. I can, I probably think that um, for me, I tend to like, you can, I can get kind of caught in a bit of a spiral of like really deep imagine, you know, examining and like, oh, what does that mean? And what is that about me? And then you end up kind of like swirling around, you know, really just kind of like chasing your tail. And so for me, I think the Holy Spirit's been wonderful in just sort of, um, instead of leading, like I said, like what to what to sort of deal with when? Like God's timing really is is perfect, and and I've kind of I've come in my journey of faith and, and sort of following or apprenticing of Jesus is to be really become um, confident in His timing to to deal with particularly emotions or feelings or things like disappointment or. Or you know when things haven't worked out, the pain of life because it isn't it isn't you know if trouble happens or if you have a breakdown in relationship is when mm-hmm. and so so when those things happen, it's kind of just following through what's my part in it and instead of but, but following the Holy Spirit's lead in it and He's always really faithful to actually lead us to healing, lead us to dealing with those sort of things. Like for me. I guess if if this Italy trip in this scenario would have happened ten years ago, I really struggled with a real narrative of 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 you know I never verbalized it, but my deep down narrative was God is kind of like this um, puppet master who loves to almost like the cat thing where you hold a hold a I don't have a cat, but you know those toys where you ruffle something in front of them and just as they get it, you pull it away. And and I really have wor- really worked hard and struggling or really replacing that narrative. That is not who God is. That is not what He's like. Um, 
you know, I read I read in this last module a book from Peter Rollins, and it's How Not to Speak of God. And I really loved, he has a, a great portion of that book in, in sort of doubt, you know, as, as followers of Jesus, how we can often push away doubt and it's such a bad thing and it's a thing that you've got to keep to yourself and certainly don't share it with anyone and certainly don't, don't bring it out into the open. But I think for me, my emotions, I, I often look at that like with doubt, the best thing you can do with doubt is bring it out into the open, have a really good look at it, examine it, and you you will well and truly discover it. It's, it becomes up wanting, you know, like doubt doesn't stand up. It's, it's doubt, like it, it doesn't back, you know, when you actually examine it, you realize, oh, no, there's, def- there's deficiencies there. That, that actually isn't true. Mm-hmm. But you can only do that by going through the exercise of really examining it. And I think for me, that's been a great practice. I think that as a follower of Jesus, is those emotions to be able to look at them, examine them, really know that, yeah, I am really feeling disappointed but God isn't a disappointment, if you know what I mean. Like, and that only comes from just, yeah, bringing it out in the light and really taking the time to examine it. Yeah. 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 It's acknowledging how you're feeling first, right? And I think in the past with church and as followers of Jesus, I think people think that's not faith. You know, you don't have faith. You don't bring your emotions. You don't have enough faith. Whereas mm. now we're saying actually bringing your emotions actually has you're having faith because you're believing that there's a God that can hold that and that can actually work with that. And, you know, in Ecclesiastes where it says there's a season of everything and you guys seem like you are so aware, like mm. now we're in this season, we're feeling this. Um, have you always been able to do that and recognize that in yourself where it's, yes, it's, this is a hard time I'm feeling like this or has it always come quite easy to you? Yes, we've always been emotional giants. <laughs> I think in our preparation, I, I said, you know what it feels like? You know, never ever believe a couple who just say, who've been married for a long time and who, who say, oh, it's easy. We just love each other and it all works out. It's great. Like, don't believe those people. No. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe dealing with or, or sort of living a life or sort of, in relationship with your emotions, it really just is that. It's kind of like the same sort of, it takes hard work, it mm. takes practice, um, it takes effort, um, and, and yet there's benefit to it as well. So yeah, I, I think, so to answer the question, no, mm. but <clears throat> I think we have been seen, like I think most things in our faith, you know, you learn the most from just seeing people modeling it well, and, and so we've we've had the, the privilege of seeing people model emotional health and well-being really well. And unfortunately, but equally helpful, is we've seen people model it really poorly and, and actually seen the, the, for me, I guess I've probably learned most from that, is just seeing the, the wake of pain and yeah. destruction and broken relationship from from not choosing to face up and, and confront and do the hard work of, of emotional health and well-being. And it's, and it's just sort of like, I don't want that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that. And as painful as maybe, you know, pulling those things out and bringing them to the light may be, it's certainly better than what I've seen in others. Yes. And yeah, what I sort of hear you guys saying, this is sort of some of that last part is that, 
it's almost like you pause, you almost pull yourself out of yourself, have some perspective on the whole thing, analyze a bit, invite, invite the Holy Spirit into that analyzing of it. Like what, what's going on here? God, what are you saying in the midst of this kind of thing? Um, which is so, so important. Mm. I think I, I was a little bit like you, Angela, and I, I often, man, I'm just governed by my emotions and my default is that. So if, if I'm happy, great, let's just da 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 da. If I'm angry, let's not question why, let's just act out. And that's been my natural default. Um, and one of, the, one of the greatest things that my counselor said to me was, and Fran said it last week too, she said, he said, Rob, um, emotions are just data that need analyzing. Mm. Um, and it sort of framed it so differently for me. I've never done that. I just always, this is what I'm feeling. This is my truth. And so I can do what I want um, kind of thing. Mm. And just end, I just end up acting out. Yeah. And emotion is information. Mm. However, let's go back a bit and where is that coming from? Actually analyze the thoughts behind it. And then when you analyze the thoughts and thinking behind it, that's when we can get into truth. Yeah. And it's but, to truth is to... It's yeah. our truth or God's truth, and then we can work on that. Yeah. And the key part is inviting God into that, yeah. inviting the Holy Spirit. Because if you don't, it, it's good, but it can be better if you do. Yeah. Oh, man, that's so good. There you go. No, no, I was saying, and it just well, all the, the way forward is that it means that you can, you can go through great disappointment. You can sort of leave things can be left open-ended for the good or for the painful, and yet you still, you still wake up. You still love you still love others, you still love God. Um, there's just, it just feels to me like um, a positive way forward that isn't, isn't governed by the situations and circumstances of the world. And yet, it's, you know, those things still affect you, but they don't govern where you're going. They don't change your trajectory um, as far as being a follower of Jesus, as far as being, being like him, of treating others like him, of treating yourself like he would treat you. Um, it's just a... Yeah, it's just a helpful way forward. It means you're not an awful person by the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, it's true. That's, that's awesome. good. Um, well, I reckon look, we're just looking at the clock here. It's probably a good time to wrap up. But, um, man, thank you so, so much. There's yeah. so much wisdom in what you've, you've shared. And I love it how you brought your own story. It's come out of a real space for you guys. And like you always are, you are so honest and open with us. So, so thank you so, so much. Maharangi Vineyard, you've got some awesome um, leaders there. So, yeah, treat them well. And um, <laughs> <laughs> CV, we hope that you can you can learn something from these guys. Uh, we definitely have. Mm-hmm. So, thank you guys so, so thank much. You. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Bye. A big thank you to Lyndon and Angela for that. That was just awesome. Now, we're aware that as we do Sunday online through this, video camera and your screen, that there's actually only so much we can do and convey. It's quite limiting. And so there's a few other things that we've put online this week that we'd love to draw your attention to to help you experience the peace and the presence of Jesus right where you're at. Firstly, there's a page called Daily Prayer. And on this page, we've collated a bunch of helpful prayers for you to pray in this moment. Now, our recommendation would be if you prayed through the whole thing every day, It would be a really rich experience for you. But the other idea is just pray what you can. Maybe just go there and just use one piece and repeat that that same piece each day. But we'd love you to give that a go. 
And the second thing we've done is that on our podcast this week on Wednesday, we put up a special edition of the Daily Devo. And on this, uh, we had Libby Brickle lead us through Alectio Divina and Ants uh, led a, a, another song, another moment of um, reflection and worship, another original song. So we would love to draw your attention to that as well. Maybe if you want to sort of extend this moment today, chuck on that podcast, reflect a little further and a little longer. It'd be a good thing to do. Let me close by prayer today. Um, something I'm aware of even in my own life is that the moment in John 14 through to 16 where Jesus said that he was going to be sending the advocate, the Holy Spirit. He used the word advocate. And the advocate idea here is that the Holy Spirit comes along and walks with us, alongside us, with us through this. And so the Holy Spirit is God's presence, his presence with us in the midst of what we're going through. And so today, as we pray and as we close, I pray simply and with as much faith as I can muster that the advocate would be with you, that the advocate would be walking alongside you, that the advocate's presence would be known and felt by you. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your presence that is with us. You have not forsaken us. You have not turned away from us. You have not left us. You are here. You are amongst us. God, I pray that we'd be like the psalmists and that we'd be able to say in this moment that it is well with our soul. That no matter what we're going through, no matter the week we have just had, that we'd be able to acknowledge what is going on, courageously look at it, confront it, name it, call it out, and to also acknowledge that the Advocate is with us, the Holy Spirit is with us, God is with us. And in the places where those two things meet, I pray that today we'd be able to say, it is well with my soul. Amen.